don't know how to record, like how to label things that I record too. So that may be something I need to. Look it's hard. I end up with a lot of stuff that is just named gobbledygook and then it's difficult to find later. Voice memo one, voice memo two. <laughs> <laughs> Untitled one. Yeah, I think I have Untitled one ninety seven now on my voice mm-hmm. memo. So you know. But that's okay. That's part of what makes it fun. I think so, too. And then you get to, you know, spend time going through all the untitleds and seeing what you can uncover. Absolutely. So everybody in Vowels gets an element like uh, Captain Planet. What's your element? Um, And then we're going to do the rest of the band, too. Oh, okay. Uh, But you get first pick. Well, this is actually been done did you did you know that because <laughs> it's really it's really funny that you say that um it's when i first joined the band and jordan was still a part of the band uh-huh. um there was a group chat on facebook and it was called you know vowels group chat of course and everyone instead of their names had like their signs oh okay and um russ was fire uh mine was ether that was my chosen name that's cool uh, Caitlin was water. Amy, I think Amy was air. And Tristan was earth. And I don't remember what Jordan's was. At the time. I'm trying to think what the remaining element would be. Well, I don't know. Is ether truly a... <laughs> Really I think so. It depends which which system you're in. I think that's like uh, the Aristotelian elements. You know what I'm talking about? The like geometric building blocks. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. It's like you learn about that when you're learning like science history. It's like that, and then uh, you fast forward like a thousand years, and it's like now you're talking about Gregor Mendel, mm-hmm. the bean sprout guy. The bean sprout guy. The who's, bean sprout guy. Who's or I think it was guy? bean sprouts. Or some. It was some kind of like he. He was one of the earliest like geneticists. He was. He made the first uh, genetically modified foods. That's what he did in like the Middle Ages. Okay. Yeah, he was a monk. Gregor oh, Mendel. so he was the first like originator of the GMO. Yeah, he's like proto proto Monsanto. <laughs> But also proto the like nice environmental scientists who are like trying to like figure out sustainable like also proto those people so both I Gregor Mendel is good and bad I I think it's important and really cool that we can modify plants personally totally you know I think that it's like something that could one day if we are kind as humanity lead to like ending world hunger you know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because that's just misallocation of resources. I mean, like, a species other than humanity. If we weren't talking about humanity, it would be strange for us to be like, oh, yeah, there's this big species, very robust on the planet, very successful DNA, very well-suited, but, like, in every generation, a huge portion of them just, like, go hungry on a daily basis. And they somehow, a lot of them survive. (laughs) Somehow survive, but it's just, like... That's just part of... That's just how this beehive works. And you'd be like, what? It'd be really weird to hear about that, about another species. Especially given that on the planet we have enough resources, like, we don't need to be dying, you know? We have plenty. 
It's just not allocated properly. Yeah. And there's got to be a moment, because it's, I mean, hum, humans are the type of creature that it's like, we meet an obstacle, bang our head against the obstacle, but eventually we figure it out, and we do, we, we make technologies, but it's like, now we're in this moment of needing a technology to save us from the consequences of our technology. <laughs> and can we do it? I don't know. I, I hope we can. What's cool is that humanity will be basically just focused on that until either the end of humanity or the triumph over climate crisis. You know, where it's either going to be us or the planet, and it's like the whole of human. Because, like, right now, some of us are like, yeah, the environment, but some of us are like, whatever the environment. But it'll be weird to be like, whatever the environment when, like, half of Florida goes away. Yeah. Like, when half of Florida goes away, there will be some people who are, like, whatever the environment, but those people will be, like, way, way fringe. Like, it'll be, like... Because right now... Very few. You might still get your boys to back you up and be like, yeah, there's no climate change, but it's at a certain point we will get to the point where it's gotta be real or not real, and, like, it's kind of... It's looking, like, real to me It looks incredibly real to me, too, but, like... I have to say, like, my, my family, like, some of my family doesn't believe in climate change, and we live, like, in the Keys, you know? But there and will it's, be a it's moment. It's visible, and, like, so much so that three islands away from where I grew up, which was on Summerlin Key, on Sugarloaf Key, there is a huge stretch of road. In the next five years, the tides are going to start taking this road <laughs> underwater for part of it, and they just sent letters to everyone past that road, letting them know it was going to happen, because the city's not going to do anything. <laughs> The county's not going to do anything because it's a problem that's just going to be happening everywhere and they're not going to set precedent that the county's going to take care of this road for five people or 20 people, you know? Right. So, uh... It's just like, yeah, you're sinking into the ocean. <laughs> well, it's less that they're sinking and just the ocean is rising. Right, exactly. Yeah. They're staying put. Yeah, they're staying put. Those islands aren't going anywhere. I mean, it's coral rock, but it's it's incredible that um, there are lots of people who live down in the Florida Keys and deny climate change. Yeah, but visible. that's a paradigm. I mean, that's a vibe because you can go and hang out with those people and like live your whole life like in the universe where there just isn't climate change. Yeah. And like, there's one, <laughs> there's one fork where like. It turns out we were wrong. Like, we get to 2035, and, like, the ocean's going back to normal. The North Pole's freezing again. Everything's totally cool. False alarm. Oh, that's And, like, they... It could be that they are already in that reality, and they're like, you guys are silly. It's going to turn out that the whole thing is just a big misunderstanding. Because it could. I mean, it's not... I mean, stranger things have happened, and it's like, who's to say that, like, any of what we're told even is true or believed by the people who say it you know it's like oh there could be some science down in there but it could be that like the actual science is completely obscured by just like we you know there are state powers that for whatever reason need to control our behavior right now and like i don't that could be a thing i that being said my daily life and your daily life is still is still in the universe where like yes to us it's real and to us yeah 2035 is gonna is gonna happen and like miami is gonna be atlantis (laughs) i think that it'll be pretty sweet when 
a city as like rich as Miami has to figure out how it's still going to be commercialized, <coughs> you know, while it's partially underwater. Right. And how yeah. it's still going to be able to be a tourist capital when it's partially underwater. I think that that'll be really uh, yeah, well, interesting as Florida to see how we developed that. But I think that, you know, there's science in general is a really harsh field. <laughs> Like, they're hard on each other, and, like, the fact that, like, so many scientists agree with climate change, I think it's really hard to deny it, right? (laughs) Right. Right, right, right. So, like, it's it's crazy to me that there's still people that are, because in general, I am still perhaps naive enough to think that most of humanity is good, and most people are good, and certainly most people willing to dedicate themselves to a life of science are probably good people, because most of those nerds I've met are really good people mm-hmm. and i think that you know my tiny slice of reality reflects a bit of the world right yeah a hundred percent i i do think that humanity is also very taken to letting each other hypnotize them and become part of like group think uh, mobs of sometimes angry people but I think it's happening enough on both sides that I'm like, okay, the climate change is real people and the climate change is false people. Like, there's definitely some cage rattlers on both sides. There's some people who don't believe what they're saying on both sides, but it's like, I don't see one side or the other being like, we're just completely, uh, we're doing this for the sake of conformity. Like, I agree with you that especially on the scientific not denying climate change side there is some like debate and there's some argument and i feel like there's people who are denying it that are existing in like the same space like i don't think it's like this i don't think there's a cultural echo chamber which i think is good and i think that for that reason i am with you in saying that like yeah probably climate change is real (laughs) But it's, like, the people who believe it, that it's fake, I don't think that they're trying to, like, I don't know, suck up to some idea of a power structure that they think still exists that also are climate change deniers, although maybe that's a thing. I think that they really have reached that conclusion, which is the hilarious (laughs) thing, which is that, like, they have also had their own infighting and like challenging and like there are still even in the internet even in a place where it's like you're exposed to the whole world there is still climate change denial which is just amazing it says amazing things about people how resilient they can be in their beliefs and their ability to like not give up on their beliefs until every possible angle has been explored and like the earth might end up flat by the time we are done denying this climate change (laughs) and like that's good like i think we need to have some of humanity doing that i think we would we'd be in trouble if we successfully eradicated that i think that like sure since it seems like (laughs) yeah you need diversity i think we are uh the ocean i think the ocean is rising up around us and so it might be inconvenient to have quite so many people saying the ocean is not rising up around us. But I don't want to... I think we always need some people who, even when, like, all that's, all that's left is, is like, 
uh, wait, okay, Colorado. That's the highest. That's the middle, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just Colorado. There will still be some people who are, like, in a boat floating over, like, what used to be Micanopy. Yeah. And they're like, nope. It's not. Something's happening, but it ain't that. It ain't that. It ain't that. Yeah, I, I think that, in general, humans are so diverse in thought that we'll definitely have at least one guy over Micanopy saying it ain't that. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh. And, you know, that's, I guess, the beautiful thing about the human mind. We can convince ourselves of anything. Um, Lunchbox earlier today was showing me all these, like, fake karate master videos, which is a a world that I had never been exposed to. And, like, granted, I'd seen, you know, a lot of kung fu movies and seen, you know, um, even some of, like, the spoofy kung fu movies like there was like a, a, a monkey drunken monkey one I don't, I don't but the, the real it. life dynamic of the yes. student and and the students and master of some of these yes. words like they believe in it so much it's phenomenal and just like the way that they would move like these are not difficult dances that these students are performing at their teachers whim with the flick <laughs> of their wrist and like do they feel those energy bursts? Because, like, I, I absolutely believe in <coughs> energy, you know, from Oh, some people. of them feel it. But some I, I don't it. believe that, you know, feeling energy from people can physically move you around a room. I, I just, I, I, haven't, I haven't witnessed that, so I don't know that I'm of the mindset that I could see that happening. Certainly not in these kung fu videos. I don't believe, like, what I'm seeing in yeah. these, with, these, with these masters. Um, these, these self-proclaimed masters, I should... <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. Some of them do believe it so hard that they come they come 90, and then just, like, the universe comes the other 10%. They're just able able to get there. They're in a mm-hmm. trance state. They, like, they are experiencing the magic of their master is using telekinesis to throw them across the dojo. Yeah. And they're really experienced. Some of them are just, like, they're trying to suck up. Like, really, they want to be the master. They're trying to be a black belt. So they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, like, go along with this. But then when the moment is right, I will defeat the master. <laughs> That's what I think. I think it's a multi-layered game. And it's like, nobody's going to say anything. Well, I also think, like, it's taboo if you don't feel it. Just like... Yeah. I I went in high school to this um, church where it's regular for most of the audience to speak in tongues. And... Um, my my friend said that she hadn't done it before, but while we were there, she did. And it was a really odd experience to me, because there was a part of me that was like, maybe you should just, like, you know, fake it. Like, <laughs> right. Maybe you should just, like, pretend or something. And I didn't, but it was it was that feeling, and I wonder how many people get that feeling and are just like, yeah, I'm going to throw myself across the room right now. That way they don't know that I don't feel that energy. That way they don't, like, I feel it a little bit. Maybe if totally. I throw myself across the room, I'll feel it more. And I'm sure you would convince yourself of feeling it more. Yeah. As well, and that's a beautiful thing about the human psyche is, like, we, we can, as a group, you know, group with group think, kind of create our own realities in a lot of way. Yeah, but you can you know? get all the way there. Because I, I used to work in a church where people spoke in tongues. Mm-hmm. And I came from having no idea about that to actually experimenting with that in my own prayer practice. And now is I'm not making this up. I do actually speak in tongues during my own solo like prayer and meditation time. Really? Yeah, because there there is a practice there. The same thing is like 
if you're in meditation, what that is is you're sitting in silence. You're assuming a specific posture, and yeah. you're saying a specific thing, which happens to be nothing, but you might be chanting or something. And I have found that if I if I speak in tongues, I can access like really nice trance states, and I can express things emotionally in my prayer practice that I wouldn't be able to otherwise. That's beautiful. That being said. You are so right that some people, like, just don't want to be left out. And so they are, like, speaking in tongues, like, just to... Sometimes to just, like, try to get into it. But other times because they just... They're uncomfortable and they're not getting anything out of it. And they're like, maybe I'll feel a sense of belonging if I speak in gobbledygook. But it's like, there's no... But the inner conversation... Because the thing is, the preachers who don't do it right are... And, I mean, not that there's any right or wrong. I mean, it's prayer so who knows but it's like the preachers who don't do it in a compelling effective way they are imitating people who have done it as a real piece of their prayer practice i've listened to some preachers Mm. who really are good who like they break it's like they become inspired and filled up with the spirit during their talk and they'll be in the middle of a line and they'll be saying something that'll just be like just like go go into start like but it like works because it allows you to like go there with them and you're listening to the contour of their voice and it's like they're giving you a little moment where it's like you kind of fill in your own words there you know there the song becomes instrumental and like there's something there i think that there's a lot there you know kind of what we were talking about um earlier about how communication can be so much easier if we just grunt and gesture (laughs) toward each other yeah um, words, words themselves complicate things. And I, I think that when you kind of take the known language out of it and just get assumed language, then you're only listening to the tone and inflection and, you know, the rise and fall and that, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Maybe, maybe perhaps the pitch and seeing where that takes you. Right. But that's, that's all you have to go on. And uh, a lot can be communicated just through those things. I mean. So much can be communicated just through tone, you know? Yeah, well, I think we've got all of these grunts left over from, like, previous generations, you know? It's like your mm-hmm. your great-grandma, like, went through a, a bad breakup, like, before she and your great-granddad got, like, together, and because of that, she always, like, held her head at a certain angle, which caused a certain kind of scoliosis, which meant that her hips were placed a certain kind of way which meant that when she was pregnant with your grandmother like she was gestated in a womb that was slightly angled to one side and would Mm. slightly become more angled to one side when your great-grandmother was distressed and so because of that you have this thing in your body that you have no idea how to express but it goes uh, a little bit to one side and like one hip and it's like (laughs) You don't know where it comes from or why it's there, but you know it's there. And you know even sometimes in your the way your mom walks after a long day, you sometimes kind of see it. There's, like, all kinds of that stuff. Mm. And I feel like sometimes you just got to say, about it. (laughs) To just get it out. That's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful practice um, that I have not done myself. (laughs) And I haven't felt moved to do myself 
either. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, you you're a musician and an artist, so you understand the spirit of improvisation. You know, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's just it getting getting yourself. Is in... it is it like scatting though? Exactly. Yeah. You can it tell is. me it's, it's like it's scatting. spiritual scatting. Okay. Okay. So. I actually I don't feel I don't feel silly or weird in any way saying that actually. I've, okay, yeah, I is. I can see it in a different light. Yeah, with it's that. a prayer scat. Okay, because it's sometimes you just you don't really know what lick you're going for, but you're just like zee, zee, you know you're just kind of like you're throwing some stuff at the wall. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe it means something. Well, it certainly means something to you, and maybe it also means something to someone else at some other point in time, which I guess is where the speaking in tongues uh, label comes from, correct? And supposed, I thought, yeah. in theory, it was supposed to be like, you know, a, 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 a transcendence through time, you know, a connection to another spirit or another language, or uh, even a connection to divinity that gives you the ability yeah. to speak in a language that you can't normally yeah all all the tongues of the ages of man and of the angels and the gods are all regulating in your yes. mouth okay totally uh, it's crazy it's cool and I'm really interested to hear you know your own experiences with that thank you for sharing that totally well i think it's just like it's just like anything the thing that i think that is beautiful about the uh various different kinds of evangelical christianity that we have is that a lot of them are very young traditions even though they're like bible churches and so they're using on paper they're using a text that was like compiled between like what 1200 and 1400 and then it's like we read they're reading the king james version so that's like from the 1600s but it's Mm -hmm. like really there was not that there was a culture of like we're very focused on like the political organization of the colonies and like that's our thing and we're kind of more into like science and the enlightenment just happened and like atheism is a thing but then people were like we still want to have the like rich and very sometimes intense and austere feeling of puritanism from the 1600s from like the roots of of american settlement here and so they in the 1800s and towards the turn of the century it's like that's where you have like the uh oh gosh what is it what is it the not the revival the great awakening and then the great reawakening which is this other thing but they're like big christian movements in america specifically and that's where all of these traditions like became um solidified in like what we see now is when you turn on and you see like the televangelist like what he's doing what he's doing is like this very watered down thing of this thing that is like extremely uniquely american and a little bit kind of anti-establishment in the 1800s because it's like the you know our founding father these were founding fathers the thomas jeffersons and the even going back to like uh the ben franklins and the john hancocks these people are like heady like deists they're into like kind they're into some european like ancient mysticism some like ancient greek stuff and some like ritual magic and they're into philosophy and they're into like french scientists they're like they're not they're not deeply christian people but it's Mm -hmm. like there were people living here who were descended from the people who were like Calvinists back in Europe like before 
America started, and it's like we're gonna have this American thing. So it's not. It's like all that is just an elaborate way of saying that it's like it is a very modern thing. Even though we're talking, we're like reading the Bible. It's not the same as when you're in the Catholic Church, and it's like we are trying to do this thing and make you feel like you are in the year nine hundred. <laughs> and that's the goal. And we're going to speak Latin because it's like we're still being colonized by a small nation state in Italy that like became a global power like a thousand, two thousand years ago. Yeah. But it's like it's a very American evangelical Christianity is a very modern thing. And it has it has life in it you don't see anybody getting filled up with the spirit and flopping down on the floor at the at the episcopalian church (laughs) no sir no no you don't yeah i I think that it's beautiful that here in america we have such diversity in our religious practice (laughs) and you you really can you know go for whatever you want out here do you hear those animals I hear something. Sounds like they might be human animals. No, that's coyotes. Oh, I hear them yipping now. Yeah. How cool. See, this is what? It's like, solid interview for 20 minutes, but then it's like, oh, listen closely. There's coyotes (laughs) in the background. (laughs) And we're going to be sampling these coyotes in the future. I hope we I hope we do. I'm sorry that was rather distracting. They were so I mean No, loud, we needed that coyote me. feature. Yeah. That was a coyote hiatus. <laughs> you know, I always wondered how that band name would be used in context and now you just gave it to me. I thought it was such a strange name and I, I love that band. By the way, Me too. I really, really love that band. Those ladies have some incredible voices. Yeah, Hiatus Coyote made me change my mind about a lot of things. It probably it probably set me back in my life because of just how many things became redefined just as a musician, as an artist. When I heard that, I was like, ugh, I've been so wrong in so many ways. Like, and I had to repent. Uh, I, I feel like they told me personally you know you can do whatever you want you can have complete freedom yeah rhythmically uh modulely you know yeah it's just beautiful music really incredible music and a cool name i mean come on I know, that's a background story I haven't looked into, but it would be cool to know how that thing got their name. I, I hope it was just like this for them, like, ten years ago or something. You know, they were in a interview on a porch, and they had to take a coyote hiatus. Wait, maybe they actually had a coyote hiatus. Yeah, and they were like, let's call our band hiatus. Yeah, because they're, I mean, I guess I don't know where they're actually from, but in their, like, some <laughs> of their videos, they are, like, they're out in the bush, it looks like, chilling out there. Uh-huh. They might have come across a coyote. You never know. You never know. I've been getting a lot of compliments on this Tank and the Vangos sweatshirt. I've, uh. I've been wearing it because it's been, you know, this nice, like, early spring, cool crispness, especially in the morning. Yeah. But I've gotten, I got one compliment at 
uh, Curia on the drag, and I was at Curia, so it's like nobody is gonna be working at Curia and not like dressed pretty cool. Yeah, it's true. So it's like that's different than being at like coffee culture. Not that you won't still get a high quality because it's like it's still the same thing, but it's like part of the job. You know what I'm saying? Like I might get, no, it is. I might get a comment that means more to me at coffee culture because that's people I trust. You know, like yeah. at coffee culture, I could be like, hey. What do you really think of my tank in the Vangas sweatshirt? And I, even if it's someone I don't know, I still feel like I get the vibe that they would give it to me straight. They're going to give you a straight answer. But I wouldn't ask that. I would never even ask that question at Kyria. I would not even, you couldn't, you can't break character <laughs> at Kyria. You got to be in like, you got to be in hipster garb and you got to be like talking about the issues, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I feel that. And you know, you got to... You gotta you gotta fit the vibe of whatever coffee shop you're going into that day. It's true. You know, at least if you want to have like the maximum coffee shop experience. So the fact that you were able to get a compliment in that sweater and carry it does mean a lot. I'm I'm glad for you on that. It set the tone for my work session. Yeah, I mean that that band is incredible. I've seen them perform three times live, once in Tallahassee and then twice in. Uh, on Jam Cruise, once on the deck of Jam Cruise, and once in like the amphitheater room of Jam Cruise, and um, they're glamorous. But she commands a room with like utmost force. Oh yeah, it's it's powerful, man. I mean, she just like when I was in Tallahassee. Like in general, the shows that I've been to in Tallahassee have been like packed, and people are. You know, not super conscious of uh, your personal space. And that's, like, you know, true of a lot of shows, particularly bar shows. But just in Tallahassee, I really, really felt that, you know. It's it's a bigger city than our little old Gainesville. Right. So it really used to be packed in. <coughs> Other shows I've been to in Tallahassee, people, like, will talk over the artists and, like, you know, kind of be into their own things and, you know, playing their own drinking games even when there's music going on, which is just, I, it's strange to me. It's just different to me, you know. Um, but Tank and the Bangers at their show, like, she commanded the room, and there were several times when it was, like, quiet for, like, 15, 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. Of, like, actual silence because she commanded it. So, you know, because because she had a pause in her song and she still had her hand up in the air and her lips pursed like she was going to say something else. So you waited because you wanted to hear it, you know. And a woman with that power, man, when you're around them, it makes you feel like you can do anything. Absolutely. You know. So I, I hope that you feel that power in that sweater too. <laughs> I do. I feel all all that power. I took I I saw them play they won a contest to perform on stage with the Preservation Hall jazz band. The oldest I think maybe I'm mm. butchering this, but I think I think it's like the oldest running jazz ensemble in the world or America or something it's like all different members but it's like basically a band from like 1920 or something that like still exists because it's like they just you know changed out members and they I think have have spent time as as like the de facto like municipal band of New Orleans but it was a voodoo fest and they won a contest and they performed on stage it was like these very very young like 
hip hop kind of vibe influence, but like definitely jazz musicians, and then like these very very old old New Orleans dudes in suits that are playing some like it just the snare sounds dusty Ugh. when they hit it. And it was, that was such a cool vibe, because everybody was just so pleased, it was like, the older cats were very, were just like, impressed, visibly, by the younger players, and happy that they were interested in the music, and like, the, you know, the band was so happy to be playing with these older cats, and it was just really nice to see. That sounds awesome. I, I feel like we got to see them at really different times in their career, too, because to get on Jam Cruise is like, no small feat, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a big thing for a band to get on Jan Cruz. At least regionally, it's a huge thing, you know? Totally. Um, and you got to see them right when they were coming up. And uh, right. it, I, I don't think they lost any of that fire you saw, you know? Totally. If anything, they only probably added some gasoline to it along the way. <laughs> They're cool, though. Powerful, powerful group. And they, like, took up the stage, too. I think there was, like, seven of them up there. Which is pretty right. cool. Pretty cool. Was it the same size ensemble when you saw them do you know i'm uh, not sure what I, their growth has been in i think band. yeah it was, it was the same thing it was like a six or seven piece band um and i remember they were in halloween costumes because it was like a halloween festival so their sax player was dressed up like a boy scout <laughs> their sax player um is a really sweet guy <laughs> that's he cool. signed he signed my vinyl oh that's nice yeah see when someone takes that time that's and I like thing. I talked to him and I'm like I'm a sax player too he's like that's cute and I was like oh he said that's cute to <laughs> yeah, you yeah as he's as he's signing the thing and it's probably but just but I guess it's like, just it's it's like a volume it's the law of attrition it's like you hear that so many times it's like it's he wasn't hearing that he was not hearing that sentence the same way as if it was like just you two in a room for yeah. some unrelated thing and it was like oh you're a saxophone player this is like at a show it's like yeah I guess probably like 70 people after every show were like i was actually it was 2 a.m like there were lots of really pretty girls <coughs> all around me who were looking for his attention and just conversation Your sex and player, i huh? was there with like that's me. cute but not cute enough not cute enough <laughs> not cute enough you know what i mean it was it was a a funny experience and it was just Come like back when you learn the piccolo totally humbling too because i'm not i'm not even in my own city so it's not like you know there's all those like hype people around you like yeah she plays in this band or like yeah emily's been playing saxophone for like yeah. almost 20 years right. like you know <laughs> there's there's none of that there's just like me yeah i'm a sax player right. well, that's cute that's cute <laughs> I'm going to sign this, and then I'm going to sign, like, a hundred more, and I'm already tired. And I'm already tired, but I'm going to smile, and I'm going to look so pretty while you do it. And, you know, he was wearing some pretty short shorts when I saw him perform, too, if you know what I'm saying. He's he's a nice guy. That's a vibe. He's a nice guy. And it is a total vibe. It is a total vibe. Um, I think she's got incredible performers all around her, though. What a cool lady. That's funny about the short... Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Her song, Oh Heart... Um, mm-hmm. really resonates with me. I just think it's, like, so sweet. And the way that she uses um, her poetry, particularly, like, her meter throughout that song, I think is incredibly unique and dynamic. Mm-hmm. And uh, not something that I had seen combined with jazz, I, I guess. You yeah. Know? I-, I had seen hip-hop with jazz, you know, plenty but not not the not that poetic 
hip-hop where you're actually still stretching your words does, does that make sense yeah it's like very very like theater and very like slam poetry like there's yes! an ele- element yes. of it that is like acapella like person reciting poetry to it yeah a hundred percent and it's just it's that uh, control command of yeah, the artist command yeah which is cool. You can tell who's driving that ship. It is Tank and the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little Tank got it going on. But what, what were you going to say about his shorts? About the shorts. Because I, I was just... It was on Facebook or something. Somebody... Oh, it was um, uh, someone advertising for music lessons. And it was like, oh, like I'll answer any of these questions. And it was like some like joke questions that you might get. And one of them was like is it okay to wear shorts to the gig? It was very hot today. And it's just funny, because in that moment, I was like, well, if the shorts are a look, and, like, <laughs> you're bringing that look to the to the venue, maybe it's a late night, and you're bringing those short shorts, then yes, but it's like, no, no matter how hot it is, unless it's the right gig, it's really, you really just can't wear those shorts. Mm. Unless it's a vibe. That's the thing. You gotta, because it's a statement. Unless it's a vibe. I I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Vowels has that vibe. We wear some short shorts. And you're and you're bringing it. And it is And we're we're and bringing it, yeah, we're bringing the, the vibe. And most of the, most of the times we play shows they're they're that vibe. But you know, if we were playing like the uh like restaurant patio show, we can't be wearing the short shorts. Yeah, well you guys don't really it's not the like I've got a champagne flu and I'm listening to you sing like Fly Me to the Moon, like no. I just feel like it's not that kind of party. No, we play walking on the moon, not Yeah, we play moon. walking on the moon <laughs> and we're outside, we're on the back porch and we're wearing shorts. And we're wearing shorts and none of us have shoes on. Um Tambourine actually got this picture of us when we uh I had only been in the band, like, half a year, and I still wasn't shaving my legs. None of the girls in the band were shaving their legs, and all of us are barefoot up on stage. That's a beautiful And thing. she just got this, like, picture of our, our, like, skirts, like, down to our knees. Uh-huh. And, like, these hairy legs and hairy feet, <laughs> like, painted toes, and it's just, it's a gorgeous photo, and I think it represents, you know, the vibe we were bringing that day, and... Lots of days. Honestly. Yeah. Well, there's something about like being in shorts, barefoot on the back porch in Florida. You play music a certain kind of way. You've got a certain amount of stamina because mm-hmm. it's like it's nighttime, but it's still hot. Maybe so it's like we might have to take breaks. Mm-hmm. We're playing at certain tempos that feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's like you got to, like, channel your heat from the day out, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. A little true. bit, too, and I feel like that's easier to do with, with bare feet. And in general, I feel more grounded with bare feet, and uh, it's easier for me to, you know, chill out with bare feet. And that's the vibe you want to have when you're up on stage, you know? The more I can call myself personally, the better, because I still have social anxiety, and I still get a little bit anxious when I'm up on that stage every time. Or a lot of it, depending on the day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just, like, in a group of people, even, you can you can get that way. Well, I can I can get that way. I shouldn't say you. But when I say you, I mean the universal you, the everyone. The no, I mean, I, I definitely do. And the universal I of humanity does as well. And, yeah, it's just, yeah. that's part of the game of life, but also performing. is like, how do you deal with the anxiety of just being around others? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly this this moment of engagement 
you know, of, of self in front of others with, uh, Well, that's kind of part of your, your guys' story, especially the, like, you, Caitlin, Amy trio of, like, building each other up and kind of, like, talking through that. Like, when you guys were putting together your girls' rock camp stuff, that was something I, I thought about is, like, mm-hmm. it, I noticed that you guys were talking about this whole, there's this whole way of being, this whole personhood of, like, of journeying yourself from scared, anxious corner to, like, on stage and, like, that head game being the center as opposed to just, like, we're learning songs or wherever. It's, like, we're learning to be people on stage around people, and that's, like, a whole vibe. It is, and it's it's a whole secondary vibe to having to learn the songs, you know? Right. <laughs> and, like... uh for for my first like you know half a year or so with vowels a lot of it was like I'm learning the songs and I'm suffering through being on stage and like I may have opened my eyes for a total of like 15 minutes performing that for <laughs> six months and like we played like a lot of shows a lot like you know a couple a week um and that's just where I was at and you know um other members of the band had their ways of coping with their stress as well and uh i i think that that is a beautiful part of our journey as well that you know now i can perform and you know often have my eyes open and often take the time to tackle this uh beast of getting on stage and fighting fighting yourself to be your best self in a way you know and it's let less of a fight for me now and more of just like allowing myself to get out of my own way which is a different way of looking at it a more soft way of looking at it oh yeah in general i've been more soft with my approach to myself um since learning since beginning to learn time massage to caitlin because she told from caitlin she told me this like one thing our first lesson and it was like just scold yourself like you would scold a sweet child <laughs> oh and that's i'm like nice. God, like, I was a sweet kid, you know? Uh-huh. I think that I can still talk to myself like a sweet kid. And just, you know, changing that inner voice from being um, overly self-critiquing and overly vicious to just being, you know, kind and sweet has done a good service for me. And uh, it, it helps me get up on stage and it helps me perform, perform when I'm up on stage. Right. As opposed to just, like, present myself up on stage, you know? Yeah. Has there been any great moments that you feel like you guys have found that as a band? Like, was there a live Mm. performance or a practice or something that you feel like you looked around on stage and everybody was just mutually raising each other up? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we've we've hit that at quite a few points to be honest um we had a a new year's gig we played where there were just a lot of points where we all would like connect with each other nice uh it it was constant you know we're engaging with each other almost not engaging with the crowd and there was one time we were playing at florida school (laughs) massage it was like a graduation show it was a graduation party rather and oh yeah that's fun we came out to play the show and uh, it was it was so so fun and i just i loved being at that property it's a really magical place and um caitlin <laughs> into the microphone our band leader goes up to the microphone and says thank you all for being here we're really grateful to see y'all here for tonight we just want you to know that like 
we're really doing this for us, and it just feels so good to be up on this stage. <laughs> you know, she meant it as just like, you know, a... Uh, <laughs> We we do this for ourselves. Yeah, like, like it feels really yeah, good to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be around you people. But it didn't come out. Right, quite. right. It's, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> it didn't come out quite the way. And it was it was really funny and uh, a beautiful moment. And that just shows how in tune we are with each other. And um, I have to say, I don't know a lot of bands that continued to practice during quarantine, but we safely did, and uh, frequently did. And I think. Get us that space. was really important. Yeah, yeah, add the add the big enough footprint so everyone was spaced out. Yeah. Had your mask, your zones. Yeah, we had our zones and we were we were outside for the first well we didn't practice at all oh, yeah, during March. Right. Um, March we were all too too scared you had to practice, but uh middle of April we all started to get together outside and we do outside practices and that worked out well and then we we're finally able to move uh, inside when we had enough space at the new studio, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's really cool. We I think connect really well with each other, and I think having this time to just drill alone instead of drill without performing was really good for us. And the very few performances we've had have been powerful, and I feel like we leveled up. So heck yeah, yeah. It feels it feels really good to be part of that project and. Uh, continuing to contribute every day to the build of our new album that we're working on um tell me about the new album so it is a uh 18 song masterpiece oh my god i didn't realize it was so long that's a lot of tunes it's it's a lot of tunes and frankly it's not even all of our unrecorded music right now yeah it's like an Um, anthology well done it's a, a a really important piece to everyone in the band um, for different reasons, but it, it's a collaborative piece of art, which I think is incredibly amazing. And one of the coolest things about our project is um, one of us has at least, or all, rather all of us have at least one or two originals on this piece that's coming out on this album that's coming out. That's cool. I didn't realize that. That's and, awesome. Um, I just think it's really special that we all get to contribute to this project in that way. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to give you more details, but I'm not sure what we're telling the world right now. <laughs> right, right. I can't I can't say anything without, you know, saying everything. So I'm pretty excited about it. That's very exciting. I'm excited to hear more Amy material. Because oh I feel gosh. like she's kind of... The she's the the youngest songwriter in terms of like her career of like the it's the least time since she wrote her first song is what I'm trying to say is that right? I I think she's that's the probably greenest accurate. the greenest songwriter. I think that's probably accurate. Um, but she is an incredibly diligent songwriter. Okay, okay. And she's got process. That's she good. is. She's got a really cool process, and you should talk to her at length about it sometime because it. it it's really interesting the way that she uh, almost like continues to like wash a song until like just the most vibrant pieces of it are left that's really cool and yeah um, i have to when we do the amy episode i'll have to make sure i bring up songwriting bring up songwriting and dig dig into it with her because it's really cool what she does and uh her caitlin and i differ a lot in the ways that we 
composed. And the more we talk about it with each other, the more we find we can learn from each other on it, which is really cool. I've been friends with these girls for eight years, and um, I continue to learn from them every time I hang out with them. How cool is that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of friendships you gotta cultivate and hold on to, and I don't know, I guess they're sisters to me in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, and that is so, it's so hard. I mean, even, even bands where members are very close and develop a close kinship and a feeling of family, it's like, it doesn't always last, especially when it's really, really close. I mean, how how many bands have been various combinations of even, you know, our group of friends and musicians that have come together, made a lot of really intense moments, and then, like, disbanded, but Vowels has, like, cruised through time and has stayed fresh. You guys are all still, like, growing as songwriters and musicians and, like, doing more and more new stuff but like the relationships are still there that's like so valuable I think so too I think it's incredibly valuable that we still have our relationships there and and how much we've grown together and grown to like each other by spending so much time together too um I I really admire Tristan as both like a songwriter uh a fellow bandmate and just and a friend as well and um I think that outside of vowels, we wouldn't have come together in a deep way, likely ever. And I appreciate my friendships like that too. Like people that, like yeah, at the at the grocery store, you would never even, you know, some people. But it's like in the right setting. Yeah, it's just there's so many different um, methods of communication we have that are just so different from one another. Like our our, our go-to baseline of communication, I guess, yep. if you will, yep. is, is, is foreign language to one another. And um, <laughs> we communicate incredibly well now. But uh, originally it was almost, I felt, mutually an experience where we, like, learned each other's language. You know what I mean? In order to communicate. Well, you kind of realize you had to. Yeah. But now you have this deeper thing. Yeah, which is just really cool, and you know, anytime I get that with any human, it, it's it's a rinse. Uh, I'm sorry, a reach out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and it's uh, gen generally an experience that I feel helps me mature as a human being, and helps me mature in my communication as a human being. Oh yeah. You know? So I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Do we say what Tristan's? element would be earlier i'm not sure if we i think we called far. him i think we called him earth in our preliminary one yeah i feel i feel that he is i feel that he is very strongly earth amy's was wind though not air wind specifically ah okay it's dynamic yeah stormy yeah that makes sense and also like wind hurricanes that's like more florida I feel like Vowels is, like, very about Florida. I feel like I'm in Florida. Even though it's not... I mean, I guess I don't even know what, like, Florida music... You know we have a song called Swamp Blues? Right. It's like, that's why I got the swamp blues. Never leave you high and dry. 
can't always get what you want in this life, but you feel satisfied. It's a piece of it. Yeah, I feel like I'm here. I feel like I'm right here in Florida. Yeah. It's nighttime. It's a, it's a swampy song. It's a swampy song. I can tell you that that song will not be on the new album coming out. That is one, one piece of information I can give you. <laughs> that song's fun, though. And, uh, yeah, it's very, very Florida. Very Florida. I can see that. Yeah. I think overall, as a band, we try to represent elemental light, though. Yeah. And, um knowing that as a community project gives us an ability to tap into an external energy when we perform together yeah and I, I really feel like the entity vowels is its own thing and i haven't had the opportunity to feel that in other projects i've worked intensely with before so it's really unique to me in that way and it's incredible in that way you know yeah well it's it's rare the way you guys play because i mean even as soon as you put a drum kit in the band there's like there's this competition between the electric guitar and the drum kit about just like who who gets the who gets the attacks who gets the transients who gets to be the like front of the mix Mm. in terms of like the instruments but like you guys who's all, got the one yeah who's got the one but like you guys don't first of all the music isn't really like ego music it's like very like lyrically driven and very like about the song but it's like beyond that you guys all very much play to the song individually like nobody's jumping out trying to like steal everyone else's solos everybody's just like in the in the vibe with the song and i feel like Sometimes not everyone on stage is like that. You can tell that there's a little bit of a power struggle, which sometimes <laughs> works, but sometimes it's very cringy. <laughs> but you guys don't have that cringe factor. Yeah. Because you're there for the song. I agree. I think an example of the power struggle working would be OG Loco Chino. Yes. Oh, yes. Beautiful power struggle on stage. Because so... it's, it's like so like... The fire and ice. The fire and ice, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're not even, they just, it's just by virtue of them both being on stage, there's steam, but it's like they're not even, yeah. Yeah, yeah but OG Locachino, the fire and ice. Yeah, and they wouldn't even, like, fight about it. It just worked. Right, yeah. right, right, exactly. There that... was constant back and forth and constant dynamic. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a fundamental difference of perspective, but it was one that worked. Mm. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that we don't get off that vibe of over competitiveness because it's difficult with six members, and uh, I, I think that we all just want to hear each other, and we all listen mm-hmm. a lot, which is important, man. It's amazing how much you can learn when you listen. You know. Absolutely. Really. Well, as we're closing in on the end here, do you want to just give give the people, like, a parting message? I usually like mm-hmm. to make the last thing, like, a very, like, time-specific. Like, where are we right now? We're in, like, it's March. It's 2021. It's springtime. We are in the, the, the beautiful, full buds of spring, about to explode with the flowers. Oh, 
all the azaleas are in full bloom. Yeah, what do you say? What are you saying to people to help stop and smell their azaleas the right way? Oh, man. If you haven't started sowing your seeds, sow your seeds for spring vegetables. <laughs> yes. Please get your garden going. <sighs> Everyone get your vegetables going and trade them with your friends. If you're worried about growing too much, plant some more. You know what I'm saying? Just plant plant all the food and share all the food you possibly can. I think that's really important. Yeah, it's true. Because what's, what's going to happen? Grow too much okra? Give, that, give it away. Yeah, give it away. Pickle it. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. Um, I've, I've had uh, a Keller Williams song kind of going through my head cool. for a second cool. now. I think you might want to sing it. Well, I'm hoping that you want to sing it with me. It's his mantra song. I don't it's know if like, I've heard Keller Williams' mantra song, but I'm very interested. It's it's really nice, so it's just... Open up your breath and feel your surroundings. Oh, I do know this song. I like this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Open do it. Open up your breath and feel your surroundings. Open up your breath and feel your surroundings. Open up your breath and feel your surroundings. Mind will wander like it does and it will. Mind will wander like it does. Mind will wander like it does and it will. Mind will wander like it does. Open up your breath and feel your surroundings. 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 Thank you so much for having me be part of your podcast, Wilson. Thank you. This is so nice. It was absolutely pleasurable, and thank you for coming out to my wonderful home to do it. Of course. Thank you for having me. So nice. Thank you for the spaghetti squash. Mm. Delicious, healthy dinner. Ah, oh, it was good. I feel nourished. Me too. Thank you for this. Very nice. Thank you. Well, all right. Vowelslikeowls.com. Yes, please check out our music. Owls like owls.com slash donate if you want to support us. Do that. <laughs>